Well, hello and welcome to Cosmic Explorations Podcast. I am Feva Cristina, a cosmic astrologer and a playful pleasure witch. And no, I do not always talk in this weird voice. <laughs> it's only when I get to host podcasts alone. Mm-mm-mm. This is not yet a well thought through or rehearsed intro. Mm-mm. So let's just see what kind of a <laughs> awkward explanation wants to come through. You might be used to coming here for seasonal explorations. And this is not changing, actually. We are still going to be flowing through astrological months, exploring the main topics that the cosmos is sending our way through the movement of the sun that gets to radiate these juicy frequencies to us. But basically inviting us into more focused reflection of different aspects of this human soul experience down on earth. <laughs> and frankly, this is what cosmic explorations is all about. <laughs> so yes, Aries season, hello, astrological new year. I don't know if you knew, but Aries is the zodiac sign, the energetic representation that kicks off a new astrological year and is the sign that originally sits in the first house of the astrological wheel so it is that fresh energy representing new beginnings and there are quite a few happening in the cosmic ass universe so let me introduce them to you <laughs> so firstly about this podcast. Our dear co seasonal ass co-host Alia went on to focus on other aspects of her dharma. Sending kisses! And if you want to hear more about it, we talk about it in the bonus episode that was released before this one. But my Libra ass still wants to connect with others in meaningful ways and bounce philosophical ideas with others. So yes, 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 we are going to be bringing more magical beings onto the podcast and dive real deep into well felt into topics. And my oh my, are we starting with a juicy one? <laughs> if you've been in the cosmic ass space for a while, you know that one of the main building blocks of my creations are colored with playfulness, pleasure, embodiment, sensual shadow play, full range, free, unapologetic expression. Mm -mm 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 -mm. So yes, we are bringing one of those key energetic elements at the hot seat of today's podcast. Because we hear a lot of people talk about these aspects, but sometimes we just don't know what they are at the core. <laughs> like, what is pleasure? How do we experience pleasure? How do we bring about playfulness? What does embodiment even mean? 
So in today's podcast episode, we are uncovering and feeling into pleasure with a very special queen. <laughs> and before we dive into questions like what is pleasure, why we get disconnected from our pleasure and how can we create more safety externally and internally to be able to open up to different types of pleasure what even are those types what is that expanded pleasure potential that we hold and why and how is pleasure so crucial for our well-being our overall well-being so stay tuned for that playful conversation and this is also something that we will be feeling into more at the opening ceremony of the new monthly membership program, Cosmic Explorations Gang, where we will also be ganging up each month to explore, embody and deepen our most authentic pleasure flow through the embodied play of astrological energies and archetypes. I will speak about it more regarding the structure at the end of this episode. So stay tuned or hop over to my Instagram where you can also find more information, all of the practicalities, the investment, the schedule, the main themes. Um, yeah, through the link in my bio or just ask me, ask me, I'm available for that. But we also have a very special new moon ritual happening this Thursday, March 31st at 9 a.m. Central European time. So if you're based in Europe, it is going to be a beautiful extended morning practice for you for this new moon that is happening on April 1st. And we're gonna feel deeper into these key components that are building Cosmic Explorations Gang. So it's gonna be a beautiful flow of mm, philosophical engagement, expanding our perception and understanding, and also feeling it in the body through embodiment practices. Oh my god, like, guys... <laughs> I fucking wish to be in a space like Cosmic Explorations Gang and to be able to facilitate its aliveness. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. So much pleasure just from creating it. And that pleasure doesn't always mean bliss and ease. Sometimes it comes with, you know, growing pains. <laughs> pleasure is the full fucking spectrum of human experience pleasure is where it all begins so it's not surprising that the planet that is sitting in the first house that kicks off this energetic exploration of ours is mars mars the planet that is connected to desire passion, sexuality. It storms in to show us where and how we are willing to use our dedicated, playful, passionate, bold, direct, powerful efforts into achieving what our desires are inviting us into. 
And desire is the main topic of the first month of Cosmic Explorations Gang. We're going to be exploring where do I, what are our desires? Where do they come from? What are they guiding us towards? What is their energetic core? How can we use this energy to open up to more pleasure, play? It's going to be a juicy one, a deep one. That is not only going to be like, oh, what do you want? Oh, that you want. Okay, okay, great, great, great. No, no, no. Like desires are sacred. Desires are life's invitation into more of ourselves, more of what is meant for us, of what our souls came here to experience. So yes, it's going to be a practical month because Mars is also about action and movement. So it wants to apply it wants to realize this, this calling. It is connected to the gut feeling, the primal energy that just, you know, woo, wants to land. Aries energy is not about the philosophical, who am I? That's more of the Sagittarius nine house domain. No, Aries comes to assert itself and say, I am here. I have arrived. And desires are those portals through which we get to arrive. But okay, <laughs> more on that um, when in the first month of Cosmic Explorations. Like I said, we are kicking off this Thursday with the opening ceremony that is free for all. So you are kindly welcome so so fucking welcome to join us in this on this journey and you can let me know you're coming on instagram so that i can send you the link to the zoom temple all right sorry i'm jumping a little around as a good manifesting generator that i am this dynamic is something that we so beautifully were able to explore with seasonal aspirations, part of the life cycle of this podcast. Um, and even though we are focusing on specific topics now, I still want to give you a little bit of the astrological background for those who are interested. And I will do my best in the future episodes to keep them in one section for those who don't want to hear them all through but I'm gonna be brief anyway she says and rambles on <laughs> but no apology for that that's what Aries is here for to just be like yo this is me and this is what I'm about this is what the first house is inviting us into to explore how can we more consciously express ourselves and as a Scorpio rising, you know, it's going to be intense. And then I also have my Mars on my ascended. So it's just like, boom, bitch. And there's, this is the juice, yeah? The ascendant is what in Placidus house system starts the first house. Then in other systems, like whole house system, it's just going to determine the sign of the first house. Because in whole house system, all of the houses will have the whole of the zodiac sign uh, lying on them. And the ascendant is considered to give a tone to the whole chart. 
It is kind of the glasses through which we look at the world and experience it. There are so many different explanations of what the rising sign or the ascendant is or what different houses represent. And I, again, wouldn't like to go too much into the discussion of which one is more right because at the end of the day, I believe astrology is just facilitating a structured, focused way for us to deepen our understandings of ourselves and life and expand our awareness. But in a way, what I like to say about the rising sign is, yes, the color through which we paint all areas of our lives. It's that primal core energy, the roles that we play in life and the masks that we wear. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be determined. It doesn't have to be that one colored way of your ascendant. It gets to be all of them. It gets to be so much more than we can even imagine. And we are constantly playing different roles. It's just a matter of how consciously uh, we choose them. So this is what we are exploring with the first house. Rising sign can also represent qualities which we are rising into. The higher expression of that sign. How can we refine our expression, our, our embodiment of the truth, our embodiment of that primal core energy that moves us? And that is desire. And that's why we're starting this journey, Cosmic Explorations gang journey with. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Is there anything else that I want to say? Probably so much. So I better give the mic over and hope you enjoy this pleasurable exploration. And because I don't have the fancy sound effects yet, I'm just going to create one. I don't know if you can hear the jungle at the back, but we're going to be like... Well, well, well. Chloe Adriana, hello and welcome to Cosmic Aspirations Podcast. (laughs) Thank you. So good to be here. (laughs) I was actually thinking before when I was getting ready, how cool of a pop star name you have. Like, I listen to Chloe Adriana. (laughs) it just sounds very right wow I love that maybe I'm like following in Ariana Grande's kind of vibe speaking of the stars one of my love languages is astrology so I love getting to know people through their charts because it opens up a new playground for deeper explorations and when I opened up yours all of this water started splashing at me so much emotion and intuition and sensuality so chloe our gemini ascendant cancer sun and then pisces mm. moon mm, so much depth already present there and then the gemini waving it all yeah you see <laughs> and when i, I went to someone first told me my chart and but they were like you're so much water and I was like what does it mean (laughs) and yeah it really the more I understand the more I'm like yeah 
That is me. Very, very much emotion, um, emotional-based being. Yeah. And knowing what you do, it makes such a beautiful sense. Like when I read your words about your self-pleasure arts academy, which I believe this is your signature program, your house of doings. <laughs> it's definitely a house of doings. <laughs> and house of feelings, I would, I would guess. Yeah, and you say like how to feel safety, love, belonging in your pleasure and the importance of ritualizing pleasure so that it becomes an embedded practice in our lives. And I feel like this is so beautifully reflected in your chart as well, this experience of safety and the sacredness of activating our pleasure, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, bring it. All right, you pussy queen. I love that title. It's so good when we get to choose it ourselves. <laughs> I know, we actually literally do. I mean, that's what Beyonce did. She's like, I'm a queen and then the world responds. So if you call yourself a queen, then you are one. Mm-mm-mm, beautiful. Yes, exactly. And it's also hmm, the way we choose to relate to pleasure. We keep hearing about oh, I want to like living from the place, from the pleasure state and expanding pleasure into everything that we do. But then the basic question arises of, but what is, what what pleasure even is? How do we experience pleasure? And so I want to start by asking you, what does pleasure mean to you? Well, the first thing I would, that comes into my mind is, this visual of not that I have witnessed it with my actual eye, but that I have seen um, in video is a baby in utero pleasuring Mm. themselves, playing with their genitals inside of the womb Mm. and the truth of that meaning, which is that pleasure is innocence and pleasure is a birthright. It is Mm. something that we are born doing. It is not something that we are taught at the beginning. It's just something that is so natural to us, as mm. natural as breathing, as natural as walking and talking. And in fact, those things come later. Um, so pleasure is, it is one of the gifts of being a human being to mm. feel, to have all the senses available to our nervous system and to our bodies, to our minds hearts, pussies, and choosing to live a life where we activate them consciously and get to relish in them. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) I love this. This is a a very Pisces moon profound question because, you know, Pisces is connected to the utero experience, actually, um, where it all ends and begins the, the place of surrender, And as we know, pleasure is one of the greatest forms of surrender to be able to open up to this, which, like you said, is inherent to us, is our most natural state in so many ways. Mm -mm -mm. Cool. I'm going to learn so much about myself in this podcast. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And pleasure as the learning modality for ourselves and life in general. So, um, 
I would love to know more about your journey with pleasure and expanding your potential to be with pleasure and hold pleasure with all of your being in all areas of life. What has your journey been like? Mm. So I've always, if I take myself back, not to utero, I can't specifically uh, <laughs> tap into that time, although I know some people are able to, um, yeah, as far back as I can remember, I've always been really uh, an active pleasure seeker. Like I can remember making Barbie dolls have sex and like humping my teddies mm. or um, <laughs> getting into the spa and like pushing my pussy up against the spa jets to feel that. I've always, mm. um, yeah, I guess had the space, the spaciousness um, to do that. And then in later years, it did start to, you know, culturally with it not being spoken about, um, I picked up energetically that it was a, a subject that needed to be secret, um, that was only to be shared with certain people. Mm. Um, and so I still did have a, a youth where I would talk to my friends about masturbation. Um, and though I was liberated in doing it and I loved like my, the, the head of my shower, on my shower head. I'm sure oh yes, hello, first lover. First lover. There was this like, oh, like it's got to be in the middle of the night and it's got to be quiet or before mom gets home. Um, so even though I had this liberation, there was this like secrecy um, and cultural based like shame layers that were put on top of my self-pleasure um, experience. And it wasn't until um, about five years ago now when I really had a, an awakening and tapped into all of the areas in my life where I was truly not living from self-love um, you know, I had really deteriorated the way I was allowing men to treat me romantically, mm. sexually, um, the jobs that I was doing were not fulfilling me and all these actual aspects of my life, which all feed into the way that we are with our pleasure, had mm. they were not in, in alignment with who I really was. So my pleasure had taken a backseat. And when I went to begin finding out who, who am I, what, what do I actually want to be doing what is actually going on beneath um, the reasons why I'm calling in these toxic men and mm. finding out, you know, about a deep father wound that I had that needed to be addressed and an inner child that was deeply seeking healing and to go to that like backwards and foundational um, piece of what was going on beneath the surface when I started to heal and recuperate these, these pieces, I was able to step back into that pleasure being that I had been but with so much more power and form and integrity mm. and like rate absolute radiance um mm. so from there my pleasure has just snowballed and I seek it you know I seek it out wherever and whenever I can even if it's just sitting on a train and suddenly turning the corner and the sun um yeah. shoots through the window and hits my face and just really recognizing like oh that is a such a pleasurable moment mm -hmm. um, to drive yeah. in the car, realizing like I'm tensing in the traffic and going, oh, let's just take a breath like down and into my body and feeling how can I be in pleasure as I drive my car right now? Like and letting that energy filter through my life. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. 
basically coming back to the state where the pleasure oh, is an essential part of uh, just like our breathing is to our living and our well-being. And I feel like you touched upon some very um, important points of why we get disconnected with from our pleasure. Uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, the shame that has been built around pleasure, the distorted way of understanding pleasure and always just connecting it to sexuality, which has been so deeply shamed by our religious upbringings, the centuries of sexual repression, the shaming of the body, and also judgment when it comes to our sensuality, right? The collective distortion of sensuality that goes for, for women, for example, of if you're a sensual being, <laughs> you know, I, I come from, my background is in music industry, right? And so I know that being a sensual woman was not acceptable there, or not acceptable, but it was not welcomed because I wouldn't be taken seriously. Being a sensual being would often mean you're not being, you're not smart enough, or you're just easy. And there's so much judgment present. And even for men, of all of the gender roles, expectations that are linked to it. Um, yeah, I wonder what else do you see in your work and in your life experience as some of the main channels that we get disconnected from pleasure? Yeah, well, so many of the ones that you've just spoken on are absolutely um, key, religion, society, family. Um, Pop this, culture. Yeah, it's everywhere. Like the, the industry uses sex to sell and then simultaneously shames it. Mm. Um, <laughs> for example, me being constantly shadow banned on Instagram or at mm -hmm. risk of being like getting the notifications, you will be deleted blah, blah, blah. Well, meanwhile, um, you know, really toxic porn, pornography uh, spaces like Pornhub are, yeah. have got yeah. billions of followers and they've got advertisements. So there's just these crazy mixed messages constantly um, yeah. going on in the nervous system. Um, and exactly yeah. what you said, even like the Instagram being shadow banned and possibly deleted, just like thinking about what that does to the subconscious of like, if you show your free expressed sensual nature you will be cancelled yeah even if you write the word sex and don't put a little asterisk to hide the e like it is it's really twisted and i really must leave that platform um <laughs> once there's a better one created <laughs> and people are ready to migrate but yeah so it's just this like constant mixed messaging and what i find is that people not not you know having their own sense of knowing who I am to be able to fall back and on mm -hmm. and back themselves and say, yeah, I'm sensual, but I'm also fucking intelligent. Mm. I'm going to wear this and show up like that and be this way. And if you don't want to, if you don't like me anymore, well, that's fine. There's a lot of people, there's so much fear around um, belonging, around being loved, about being yeah. worthy, that they are not actually able to allow themselves to take that risk of um, mm. showing up with that authenticity. And this is where my work really intersects self-love and sexuality because you 
will always reach a higher point of all life if you have a back like a backbone of love to drop back and anchor into because the deeper that we go the higher we rise so if you're only able to face like if you are not able to face the awkward uncomfortable shadowy um pieces in your life um like why do I have that shame uh it's the religious uh it's that trauma experience Mm. that I had when I was young if you can't face that then you're not going to be able to increase into um the deeper the spaces of pleasure uh whereas people who who I've worked with myself personally people who I've studied with like we've gone into the motherfucking depths of Mm. like grotesque um (sighs) dark you know, really icky, icky things and face them like fucking warrioresses and gone, all right, this is bullshit. I'm here to integrate it. And then on the other side of that, it's boom, cervical orgasm, energetic orgasm, you know, like not that these things are to be chased, but if you do the cleaning out work, you will be able to get more receptive pleasure coming through. Exactly. You know, and I'm a Scorpio rising. So like I'm a a big part for me is the realization of there is so much pleasure available in the depths, in the thickness, in the darkness of these processes. It is about the full spectrum of reclamation. If we want to expand our capacity to be in pleasure, to experience pleasure, it goes all of the ways, just like abundance, right? Calling in abundance and expecting it all to be just blissful. Na na na. Like, energy knows no labels it just is and wants to expand and shine and magnetize um but we find that like you have spoken about it all comes down to safety a sense of safety how can we create safety in ourselves internally but also externally to be able to take ourselves to these levels would you be able to tell us a little bit more about how can we create this safety? What are some of the ways that you guide people into safety with themselves and life to be able to open up on such deep, vulnerable levels? Mm. I was actually just teaching this last night in my self-pleasure arts course because um, mm. it was the first night and that's the first piece like that really needs to come through if we're going to mm. go to any anywhere else. Um And yeah, to go on this simple, like if you want to drop into starting to have pleasure practice as a sacred ritual in your life, then things to feel safe are turning your phone on airplane mode, making sure that you're not going to get cold, closing your curtains in case your reptilian brain is worried that someone's going to walk past the window, Mm. locking the door, putting a sign on your door for your housemates to say, please do not disturb me for the next one hour or whatever. Um, these are all like a really, really simple things, changing the lights from a fluorescent light into a soft lighting so that your primal brain can um, switch off and not be so alert, mm-hmm. uh, bringing in smells that really um, deactivate your nervous system or bringing it in into a relaxed state like lavender, um, geranium, a woody sense. All of these senses can be really used to um, allow the relaxation and the the safety to come in mm-hmm. to your body and to your nervous system. Uh, then on a more bigger sense of safety, uh, to know I am safe. The first time 
I, I often tell this story, but the first time that I heard about feeling safe uh, on a, I can't think of the word right now, but like in a, in a bigger sense, we were sitting in a, in a group in this community I was living in and one of the women said she didn't feel safe. And I was looking around like there's no dog loose. <laughs> there's no like barbed wire fence. Like what is she talking about? Like I couldn't mm-hmm. understand what it meant to just feel to feel safe in your nervous system. Um, and so that for me was a massive journey to understand like what feels safe, like what feels safe inside of me. And so for a lot of people, knowing like that it's safe, that you'll still be loved if you drop into self-pleasure, knowing it's Mm. safe to do self-pleasure and you'll be loved, knowing that if I drop into being a really pleasure-filled being, I'll still belong. Um, I'll belong in my community. I'll belong in my friendship Mm -hmm. group. I'll belong. Um, These things allow us to feel safe because we feel that we're not loved and we we don't belong. Mm. Um, This is equivalent of feeling that we will die to our reptilian brain because we need other human brains to actually live uh, and survive. So if you feel that hmm, my family is super religious, if I start doing a self-pleasure practice and they somehow find out or walk in on me, they will um, abandon me, reject Mm. me. I won't belong. I will die. That is what that literally feels like to your body. So that's about going in and finding these limiting beliefs Mm. and really bringing them home and nurturing them and going, hey, this is actually not true. This is Mm -hmm. outdated. You can let that go. The new empowered truth is that self-pleasure is beautiful it is sacred it connects Mm. me to spirit it connects with my body and with my friends like it's a beautiful thing to do and starting to rewire this this field of truth within Mm. you yeah you know not so long ago um I wasn't able to experience orgasms with my partners and I lived in this belief that this is just something that is not possible for me because I didn't know how to be in my body. I didn't know how to feel safe in, in these situations. And I feel like this disconnection for, from pleasure so often happens from our disconnection with the body that we're just so much in our head, so much in the mental chatter, in theories, overthinking that the body, which is the vessel that the portal to experiencing all of these beautiful ecstatic sensations that get us into these blissful states and closer to God. We disconnect from the body just as we disconnect from our emotions. And this is where the safety comes. How can we feel safe feeling our emotions, resensitizing, especially at this time where the world is such a loud and tensed place we tend to numb just like we numb from pleasure we numb from our emotions and this is where the spiritual work comes in right that's why pleasure spirituality for me are in like deeply linked to one another yeah, people come to work with me and they're like, yeah, I'm going to have orgasms. And then it's like, oh, next month, <laughs> spiritual awakening. What? Me to make a child. I didn't sign up for this. But you did. Your subconscious did. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. But, you know, for me, the reclamation of that pleasure 
it wasn't going into the body right away because it is a, a, a process to that. For me, it was really about learning about this first. And I know this is a, an important piece that you also bring to your work, that piece of education first, where, you know, I needed to listen to a lot of podcasts about um, pleasure and sexuality, sensuality, read books about it so that the belief that I am not able to come to these spaces this mm, yeah energetic spaces and that the fear of being overwhelmed by them that I wouldn't be able to hold myself in this pleasurable experience uh, was so present that I first needed to hear about other people's experiences to rewire the, the story that it is okay it is possible and then yeah. we move on to that exploration and then practice. Mm. Yeah, so I really like working with a top-down, bottom-up approach, which mm -mm -mm. is um, receiving, like, the information from the top, from brain, like, coming down, filtering in, and then the bottom-up is, like, the prime primal brain, like, the primal brain is at mm -hmm. the bottom and bringing it up through the experiential and I like to integrate these like pretty much one after the other. Um, so, for example, again, last night's call, I did, yeah, like an hour on educating about safety, um, mm -hmm. speaking into it, understanding it, conceptualizing it um, so that you're not just like, I'm not like, right, now we're going to do this practice, which can also be fine. To, to, you can lead with embodiment if it's really, really, really safe and your nervous system is understanding. But I find for a lot of people, they want to know like, why? Why am I doing this? Um, what is the purpose of it? Like mm -hmm. we're very uh, mind orientated. That's how we've kind of been bred to become in this society now. Uh, so then once there's that, uh, that kind of tick of, oh, okay, this is why, and this is what, mm -hmm. then immediately I guide it. I guide into a practice that embodies what we've just been speaking about. So for example, last night embodying pleasure was me putting on um, yeah, a really like sacred song and inviting um, the women and the beings to touch, let their hands touch with mm -hmm. safety. Like what does the feeling of yeah. safety through your hands feel like in your body and let it be slower and let it be slower and slow down more and slow down more. And now like putting in the mantra, I am safe. I am safe mm. when I touch myself. I am safe when I stroke myself. And, you know, some people through towards the end of the practice, they ended up touching their vulva and, but a lot of them didn't at all. And mm -hmm. just to like stroke and be with their arms and their hair, that was like as much as the nervous system wanted and needed to really anchor this experience of, ah, this felt good and it felt safe and I'm okay. I survived. I still belong. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel really nourished. And then it gives that brain like a, aha, uh -huh, it starts to anchor like, hmm, when we do pleasure practices, that feels good. Like that feels nice. I want to mm -hmm. do it again. Because um, sometimes if we go too hard and too fast with something, we're like, come on, I want to reach this these peak, you know, orgasmic states that tantric women talk about on their podcasts and whatever. And then we're like, come on, come on quickly. And we get a giant like cervix serpent and just go for it. Well, you, you know, you're using mm. your own boundaries and yeah. um, going too mm -mm -mm. fast and not actually listening to what your body uh, needs and wants and the pace that it requires, which is often a lot slower than we want it to be. 
Yeah. And I can understand that as a very fast. Is that in my chart? Like I like to go fast. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let's open it up. Um, but, you know, we are talking about pleasure in Aries season. And Aries mm. is ruled by the planet Mars, which is about passion, pleasure, going for what we want, honoring our desires and acting on them. And mm. I see this Mars, which is the masculine archetype and its energetic essence, as on one side, on one hand, it can represent that divine masculinity of having purpose, moving with purpose and direction, being able to hold the space and pave the path. And then on the other side, in his other quote unquote lower expression, it can be that <laughs> impatient porn thought fuck boy that just like wants to go, 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 give, grab, ah, impatience that comes along. And this archetype, this of Mars is teaching us about pleasure and sex so much if we really tune into this. And this is what we're going to be doing at um, Cosmic Explorations Gang membership, literally like Yay. embodying these archetypes. Um, but actually your Mars in your chart is in Taurus, which is all about slowing down sensuality, tuning into all of the senses so that goes beyond just you know, touch, smell, hearing, seeing visual pleasures that we are so conditioned by, but it wants to go like deeper also into other senses. How can we connect them, bring art to the way that we express ourselves sensually and the way that we engage with our senses? That is like, how can we mix different types of touching? How can we go deeper into the energetic, uh, energetic flow that this sensual portals through the body are inviting us into, because your Mars is between 11th and 12th house, depending on the house system, which is about the collective conscious or, or unconscious, about the deeper energetic realms or the higher attunements to the energies uh, that connect us to bigger pictures, bigger flows. Mm. Mm. I love that. You said some of the key words besides the slowing down that allows us to get really present, to actually feel into our bodies and the sensations on a whole different level, this presence that opens up a deeper playground or just <laughs> allows us to open up to a deeper play of touch and then touch with love with care, with compassion and safety. And it can be such a, you know, it doesn't have to be a profound two hour long tantric practice of sweaty breath work. <laughs> it can really be as simple as, you know, in between your everyday activities, just closing your eyes, putting your hands on your body and asking the body how it wants to be touched and nurtured in, in that moment. And then actually mm. opening up to receive the pleasure and love of that. I feel like mm. that's another, another edgy portal of how to be actually able to receive that mm. pleasure. Absolutely. Because I find, um, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are in this like self-development, spiritual space we can get very like heady with that okay so now when I'm 
doing self-pleasure, it's going to be sacred and it has to be this and it has to be like, look Mm -hmm. like A, B, C and oh gosh, if I get my vibrator out, that's not sacred because it's not made of glass <laughs> um, or a crystal. And like that- Is it ethically starts. sourced? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what that is actually doing, I've seen, is that it's just shifting one form of shame that maybe you had from religion or like pop mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. into a new form of shame. So the shame hasn't actually been integrated. You're just Absolutely. moving one form of shame into like, oh no, I didn't self-pleasure right or I didn't do it mm-hmm. often enough or I didn't do it, you know, I was fantasizing about something that was bad um, mm. and it's just continuing what you have supposedly moved and putting it onto something else. So to truly integrate it is, for example, mm-hmm. me, sometimes I just love to wake up in the morning and literally just masturbate. Like there's nothing fucking sacred about it. I'm just going hand straight down the pants and I am loving myself while I do that. Like, yes. oh, my body just wants to fucking do this. I can't be asked lighting a candle. I just want to have an orgasm. That's what I want. That's what I'm doing. Mm. And I love myself in that. I fucking support. <laughs> yes, go girl. I support me in that experience. And that is where truly like allowing yourself to receive whatever it is, whatever pleasure it is that is on offer for you. I know that it is like that for a lot of foods with some people, like they have some really strict mm. um, things that they are and aren't eating. And, you know, sometimes you just want to eat it. And it's okay. Like it's okay if that feels really good for you um, and that makes you feel like pleasured, fucking do it. Like full permission. Um, Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that that you brought this up. Permission Mm -hmm. to just be in whatever you want to be. I I find I read this somewhere. um, I forgot where exactly, but how... um, Right, the existential kink, a little Bible that I love for myself. I love. Yes. I love. Um, and so the author there really points out how all of the uncom- a lot of the painful or ex- painful experiences or experiences that we think are terrible or not even terrible, but just like, oh, I shouldn't be in that. There are pleasure but without the approval, (laughs) how anything can be pleasurable if we open up to the core energetic essence that this experience holds. Mm. Um, Of course, then the question, you know, the important aspect of boundaries and consent comes into play, not only with others, but also with ourselves. What you pointed out, how, you know, even sometimes we then feel like it goes both ways of, pushing ourselves towards the sacredness and the spiritual experiences of spirituality uh, of pleasure, but also this perception of where we should be in our journeys with pleasure and then pushing ourselves through it, or maybe touching ourselves when we don't actually want that kind of touch. So how can we listen to the body more when asking for what does the body want to receive and how? Mm. This is for me really about starting to listen, like listen Mm-mm. more and more deeply. And that for me comes so much with the breath, like being able to breathe mm-hmm. a deep, full breath 
which is actually like a lot of time. It's a lot of time to just take a breath, have a thought, like feel, ask the question, like what is the most loving thing that I could do to my, for myself right now? And it might be to stop, stop this touch that I'm doing mm. or change it, actually move my hand there. And this can be with a lover as well, like just taking a breath, having that little moment of pause to tune in what is it that I really need right now or what is it Mm -hmm. that would be most loving right now and then listening for that intuition that is there and when it says sometimes something that you didn't expect or like that didn't feel good just like trying it out and just saying it saying it anyway Mm. and allowing yourself to begin to trust that knowing that is there and then also forgiving yourself you know when you do when you do stuff up and you didn't listen and you knew it, it's not like, oh, fuck, I didn't listen again. It's like, okay, great. I didn't yeah. listen. Um, that's really clear now because this feels yucky and I, I knew that it was going to feel yucky 10 minutes ago, but I've waited mm. this long. Um, and then knowing for next time, I'm still refining my intuition all the time. Yeah, uh, It's a really lifelong practice and, mm-hmm. yeah, you get better and better at, with just the breath, taking a pause and feeling. Mm, taking that as an invitation to drop even deeper into self-love right yeah and that's also a beautiful opportunity to expand on different types of pleasure right we have spoken about the sensual pleasure that is connected to more than five senses if we're being Mm -hmm. completely honest (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the very well-known pleasure of sexual pleasure right we have touched upon the spiritual energetic pleasure Um, I wonder if there are any other that you would maybe like to bring forth Mm. dark pleasure is like come up for me dark pleasure oh tell me (laughs) (laughs) give me the pleasure (laughs) yeah just like taboo you know the um things that are they really are going to that edge of like when you have kind of met a lot of other edges and you kind of feel ready for this coming Mm. up to others and the first one that comes to my mind is you know in ask relations is ask like your ass exploring (laughs) the taboo of like really beginning to feel the pleasure in parts of your body that maybe have been taboo with different Mm. genders, with fantasizing, allowing yourself to fantasize about things that, Mm -hmm. you know, are not okay, like um, that you've been taught are not okay. And actually it's all possibly possible to be erotic and starting to drop into what pieces are like a bit... (gasps) shocking to me Mm -hmm. and how can I meet those with pleasure and that really brings up a whole another realm of um yeah I guess like the kink and BDSM BDSM Mm -hmm. realm they're really great at going into those um spaces but you're very it's very possible to go into them um on your own like dropping into the slut archetype and really just like letting yourself be a fucking whore in Mm. your self-pleasure and loving that whore archetype that is in you. Like what an absolute queen who knows what she wants and takes it and doesn't care what category it's labeled under as dark or twisted. She knows that it's all for the benefit of you having pleasure. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And this is where pleasure becomes such a profound healing modality of building up, you know, again, an approval 
to go into these spaces. This is for me one of the peaks of spirituality. This is what Tantra teaches, right? And the healing, the flow, the connection that comes from these spaces and the opportunity to surrender, to surrender, to let go of that control and the emotional pleasure from it, from allowing yourselves to go into these places, from receiving that healing, to opening up, to meet yourself in these deeper spaces. And you briefly touched upon the mental pleasure, right? It comes from like pleasurable thoughts and fantasies and stories and dirty talk. And then we come to a category of pleasure that I feel like it's often a little... Um, underrated and that I want to bring through uh, the pleasure that comes from games and play and laughter, the playfulness and silliness of, of it. And this is where I love to talk about role-playing that, you know, the, hmm, the dynamic of role-playing in bed that then gets to be expanded into life of how can we consciously choose the energy that we want to be in, drop mm. into the persona, the role of it, not like faking till we're making it, but recognizing that it is already a part of us and how much freedom, opening, permission that brings into all areas of our living, the way that we express ourselves in everyday life, the power mm. that it brings. Mm. I love that. That's so fun. And I haven't had a partner in quite a while. So I'm like, cannot wait. And that, par that partner is going to be so fucking lucky when they rock up because I, <laughs> I love that. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be having a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And like the other thing that I love about that, that you, it's, it's, you know, the integration of the inner child and um, bringing that sexual innocence in and yeah, playing like children constantly playing makeup mm -hmm. games and, um, and then weaving in this like sacred conscious sexuality where you get to have the game and also, you know, get fucked behind the bushes or um, <laughs> whatever like happens. And then having that like filter into your life where you, oh, you remember it or you see some something on a movie that like sparks and reminds you of that experience. And that gives you that joy of that remembrance. Um, so it gets to, yeah, just filter through um, mm -hmm. your existence and keep what we said at the beginning, like letting pleasure just be part of your life. So mm -hmm. I love, 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 love the, the concept of role plays and can't wait to get into them much, much more. <laughs> yes. And also in our everyday lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine once shared with me, I don't know, she heard it somewhere, but she was like, um, sex is how adults play. And I, wa I want to add to this that pleasure is how humans play with life. And so not yes. only in bed, but what are the roles that you want to, because we have been, this is the first house, the Aries archetype, the roles and personas that we feel like we have to play out in our lives, that we have mm. to fulfill. But then mm. to get to expand that through that permission to play, to yes. try on a hat of what it feels like to be a sacred slut what it feels like to be submissive, to be a dominatrix, what it feels like yeah. to bring these roles into everyday life, into everything. Yeah, that we absolutely. Do. I do that so much through my clothing, like mm. what I choose to wear um, yeah. and to embody. And yeah, like to go to, you know, a really regular 
venue, but just dressed like head to toe, like a fucking queen and um, (laughs) having like feeling the looks of people and going like, "Ah, you know, I'm embodying a frequency and what, what happens when I go out and I play Mm. like that um, in the world? Cause yeah, makeup, clothing, these are such powerful tools Mm. of, of, of role play. Um, playing with your gender in that way, feeling what it feels like to, I went to like a gender um, fluid expression party and dressed up like as a skater boy. And I loved it. Like I was flirting with the chicks all night. Like it was such a different, like I, I am um, bisexual anyway, but it just coming from that more masculine uh, male bodied mm-hmm. space. I loved it. Like I felt my cock energy really strong, mm. like my penetrative peace that's within me was Mm. so much more charged um so Mm. absolutely playing with life life is a fucking game I was teaching at a school the other day and a child said to me um life is like a really shit video game (laughs) (laughs) and I I don't really agree I think it's a really great video game (laughs) depends on what level you're stuck in exactly exactly depends on the level and you know he hasn't started having sex yet so maybe he'll change his mind Boy, oh boy. But yes, the full fucking spectrum of it, feeling turned on by life with all of the experiences that it brings and making pleasure a lifestyle. And that means that that doesn't mean that we're always in the ecstatic, uh, pussy dripping, pleasurable state. Sometimes it means that we go down those Oh, scarier alleys and walking with that connection to our bodies, to our hearts and being like, it is safe for me to experience the pleasure that my soul came here to experience in this human form. Because that's what it is, you know, making pain pleasurable is not about just the BDSM. Oh, give it to me, baby. It hurts and I fucking love it. Although it's a beautiful (laughs) pleasure limit uh expander but it's also like ah i'm in this experience now and this is what i came here for Mm. Mm. all right i think we're coming to a close and i just Mm. have a final question and i know this is something that we've been already opening up to but i want to ask you maybe as a conclusion what has pleasure thought you about life Mm. (sighs) pleasure has taught me that life is it's so simple but it's truly the (laughs) canvas that you get to paint like it is with your menstrual blood (laughs) yeah with your menstrual blood with your lovers come with you know the flowers in the garden it is it is whatever you get to whatever you make it and however you choose to see what you have made um it's a it's a lens that you get to put on um and live your life through that lens yeah Mm-mm-mm. it's oh, a choice I love that I love that so I would also maybe like to just invite everyone who's tuned into this pleasurable portal with us right now to just feel into what kind of pleasure is available to you in this very moment right now. What pleasure 
is present in the being in your being in this very moment because pleasure can only happen in the moment and then if you want to expand on that i feel like you should find chloe chloe adriana <laughs> such a such a singable name <laughs> how can people find you and how can Glad people play say. with you yeah yes yes i have an instagram it's very pretty and lovely mm. and you should follow me there the chloe adriana but to really like stay connected to my unfiltered work um because i do have to filter a lot of what i say and do on that mm. platform you should sign up to my email list um which you yeah can do through my website www.chloeadriana.com and yeah join the pussy queen academy for the next arts course that i run or if you're in australia come to one of my live events or i can do one-on-one coaching with you which is one of my favorite deep portals that we go into and i just have all my focus on you and your love self-love and your pleasure Mm, feeling it it's opening up from the heart that's that's the feminine portal into pleasure actually (sighs) okay thank you so much chloe for being here with me and i look forward to playing and experiencing more of the pleasurable living with you in the future (laughs) you too darling thank you so much Ah, wow, this has been a bomb. (laughs) I love me some juicy goddesses. And actually, I also want to invite you into the mm, space of deep pleasure and playfulness, exploring different archetypes, personas, roles that play within us, connecting to those energies, not only in the mental energetic sphere, but actually going into it through our body portals in the Cosmic Explorations Gang, a new membership journey that is opening up now with Astrological New Year and Aries season, Hmm, sending us off into experiential and practical way of experiencing astrology experiencing ourselves through this beautiful structure that astrology provides and then yeah playing (laughs) playing in those realms i want to invite you to an opening ceremony on march 31st that's thursday at 9 a.m central european time it's going to be like your morning ritual we're going to be meeting on Thursdays, twice a month for live transmissions, uh, an embodied masterclass and a gang Q&A sessions that are going to be guided and held by the Akashic Records. So we're actually going to be opening up the Akashic Records of the gang, of everyone that is in this group and allowing the spirits to bring the most helpful and supportive medicine messages for everyone in the space and yes 
just like Chloe nailed it, you know, the ass play <laughs> that cosmic aspirations literally carries. This is the portal to freedom and pleasure, obviously. So yes, join us for the opening ceremony on March 31st. And I am mm, sending you the vibes of this beautiful Cosmic Explorations gang through my Instagram, Feva Cristina. And there's also a website, cosmicasplorations.com slash cosmic minus aspirations minus gang. I know, so long. Just like the pleasure ritual that we all deserve. Mm. Okay, so I think this is where I send you off before I drift off into other dimensions. Thank you so much for being here. I love you.